0: There are many great organizations who have contributed enormously to the retail growth in Dubai over the past two decades in particular. Apparel Group is one of them, a global fashion and lifestyle retail conglomerate based out of Dubai with almost 2,000 stores in 14 countries representing over 75 brands including Tim Hortons, Tommy Hilfiger and Aldo. In this episode Apparel Group chairman Nila Fed tells us how the group is run, why retailers need to innovate, and how Dubai has enabled the company to grow. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services, and trending topics, Love & Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald. I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love & Dubai, Love & Saudi, and Smashy TV. Each week, we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Nilesh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining the Dubai Works Business Podcast. Thank you for so, coming here. So we're in the Apparel Group headquarters, uh, quite a sizable office. And it's a. Can you explain the company and the kind of tradition and um, what, how you operate at the moment? So, uh, as a company, we are a large retail group.
1: We have several brands that we do business with. We especially bring brands from the West into the Gulf region, and uh, we op- run and operate all our retail stores. Okay. Uh, that was our business model to say, uh, because uh, when I started the business, um, uh, especially the Western brands didn't want to
0: come to the Gulf
1: region. It wasn't on their agenda to go international, and we pushed them to go international.
0: What were the barriers? Why wouldn't they? Is it is it to do with emerging markets? Is it uh, you know did, you know many of them would like to expand, but why wouldn't they look here? But
1: there are a few barriers. right? one of them. I mean, those days was that you need a local partner, a local sponsor or to do business in the Gulf region. Yeah. Right? Even uh, today in the retail business, you still have that obstacle of getting a local partner to do that, number one. Number two, the size of the market was small. Right? It wasn't a sizable market when they looked at Europe or they looked at other markets like China or India. And, uh, and that's the reason they didn't want
0: to go into this marketplace. Interesting. And your business is a family business that's over a hundred years old. Is, is that correct or how so is it kind of...
1: So uh, my family business is gold bullion, okay. textile, traditional businesses. I, I mean, my, my wife started this business of apparel group okay. and I joined her after a few months. So uh, the family business is very different than what I do. Excellent. Okay. So this is a business that uh, is owned by my wife and me
0: yeah okay so it's largely focused on retail and you're growing to over 2,000 stores are they what Where? What region what space are we talking about so we
1: are today in 14 countries we are in the Gulf states we're in India we're in Southeast Asia we're also in South Africa we have a joint venture in Egypt and we're looking at going to the other markets today we run close to 1800 stores and there's still room for growth in the business
0: okay amazing so you operate all those stores that's from right. here yeah. and you their own stores their branded stores yes so if you
1: go to a shopping mall like uh, let's say Dubai Mall or Mall of the Emirates when you see the Aldo
0: store when you see a Skechers store or Tommy Elfiger those are stores yeah interesting and so just talk about kind of two areas in the retail space macro kind of challenges there's a lot of talk about kind of online e-commerce space uh, easing into the the sales in bricks and mortar where do you sit on that do you think it's It's an easy comparison to say money is going online or there are other factors at play.
1: So let's, the problem is that most of the retailers that we see who are closing stores is because they have made retail boring. If you're not giving (laughs) an experience to a customer who's coming to the retail, then it is the fault of the retailer, right? Number one. Number two, the customer is getting younger and younger every day. Number three, he or she has all information on her iPhone. Anything and everything that she needs is on her iPhone. Mm. Right? So if you can't be bringing old product in and charging 30% more and trying to sell to the customer today here, that's the fault of the retailer. Right? Online is another channel of doing business. Right? That doesn't mean that retailers is, is dying. Today, online in the Gulf region is less than 1%. Everybody says, oh, online is flying. Yes, it's going to double, but still 2%. (laughs) It's going to double again. It'll be 4%. Still 96% is being done by brick and mortar stores. We're not saying that we're going to ignore it. But at the same time, brick and mortar is still very important to build a brand, to understand you can have direct contact with the customer. The customer is going online, wants to feel comfortable that I can go and change or exchange at the stores,
0: right? and knows a brand. How do you build a brand just online or offline? What sort of things are you doing to make it less boring, to enhance the shopping experience? I mean, today Omni channel is very important. You buy in the store and I mean, even if you
1: don't have the size, we can bring it to you Hmm. right away. Number one. Number two, our loyalty program, which is cardless called Club Apparel, Hmm. very important, right? Number three, the experience that we give to customers to explain to them, what are the benefits of the product that we have? Number four,
0: making sure that the people understand what looks good on them is important. Okay, amazing. And the brand partnerships and the relationships you have, they're with uh, parent groups or they're with individual fashion labels in different markets? So
1: mainly parent groups, so large uh, groups that we partner with to bring them here.
0: And, you know, top line, how does that model work? Is it a joint venture? Is it a franchise? It's a master license agreement. That we have the license to
1: operate and run them here yeah right it's not a joint venture okay right uh, it's
0: a license agreement okay and as how long ago did you have those uh, agreements for and uh, how do you see that kind of business uh, evolving in the future you know uh,
1: the agreements are between 5 to 20 years it depends on the brand and they're renewable because uh, when you have a lease agreement which is 7 years and License agreement which is 5 years, doesn't make sense to sign the lease at 7 years. Mm. But they are renewable large agreement. I mean 5 to 20 years is an average. uh, I mean average is 10 years of an agreement life. But uh, uh, the idea of doing those agreements is when you want to invest and build the brands. Like let's say in Aldo, I mean we had to do a lot of marketing to build this brand, mm. or let's say a Tim Hortons, no one knew Tim Hortons, mm. and, uh, other than the Canadians living in, this, uh, in the area, but we had to bring that brand here, market them, build
0: them, and then, then go for it. Right. Today we run 140 Tim Hortons. Wow, so it's almost building it from scratch as well, because it wasn't originally in the market, um, and is that sort of a sense of ownership, and do you feel a part of the kind of global group at some points? 100%. I mean, uh, if you look at it, uh,
1: we really got attraction from the brands is when uh, some of our stores became number one stores in the world, sales per square feet. So, let's say a store in uh, Dubai Mall for Aldo or Sketchers, they would beat Fifth Avenue, they would beat Times Square, sales per square feet, uh, Tommy Hilfiger probably beat global average globally in sales per square feet. Amazing. That's the time people start recognizing that there's retail market in the Gulf States or Dubai. Yeah, amazing. And pay, pay attention to this retail market,
0: retail market, which is very important. And that would give you more leverage then once you have these kind of case studies and success stories that you can grow and expand further. That's right. I mean,
1: if once you get the business model right, you're able to scale it up.
0: Mm. Do you, how, how much do global brands, shifting the topic a bit, rely on partners such as Apparel Group for this region? If they're not here on the ground, is it easier for them to pull out? Um, What sort of kind of uh, benefits do you offer them?
1: I mean, all global brands who are in the region are with a partner. All of them. Is that changing? It is changing. The law is going to change. But it's very difficult to sit in California and make a decision in what location to take in Riyadh. Hmm. How much market knowledge do you have about that market? And that's what we have. Hmm. We know, we understand our real estate, which malls to go to, which not to go to. We understand our customer very well. We understand our marketing very well. And what do offer, what do we offer them? They have zero investment. We are taking all the risk. We are opening the stores. We are doing the capex. <laughs> the inventory is ours. They only have a, they only have the upside. Yeah. And they the, only have the upside.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And what we guarantee them is we make sure that we will build the brand instead of destroying a brand.
0: Interesting. Just talking about Dubai and the role it's played in how the apparel group has grown, how crucial do you think the kind of business landscape here has been to uh, facilitate the growth and the partners that you have?
1: You know, uh, we do business in several countries. And uh, I, I say Dubai, especially from a point of view of saying that how much Dubai helps a businessman, right? First of all, the thought process. The mindset of people say, think outside the box. In Dubai, we don't have a box, <laughs> right? So you can think as much as you want. To the support that the government gives for encouraging people to do business. Number three, I haven't seen a single government employee come to our offices here to ask us for something. Mm. In major countries that we work with, we there's always regulations red and red tape. and right. Here, there's only government who says, don't come to us. Go and do everything on your mobile. Do everything online. And we open 24 hours for business. And Dubai government's mindset of, if it's good for business, it's good for Dubai, is really happening. Mm. And honestly, this is the only area where I can tell you that the government is working harder
0: than the private sector. Mm. There are very few
1: countries we can say that
0: to. So you, is being based in Dubai and the headquarters for these 14 countries key to your success? 100%. We would not be where we are if this wasn't for the support that we get from Dubai. Amazing. Um, you mentioned your wife that set up the business. She's also very involved phila- philanthropically. Uh, can you tell, and as spokesperson for Female Empowerment, can you uh, give an example of what she does and how she kind of takes that position of the company and puts it out there? So, uh,
1: she's, she's very good at what she does, especially on the CSR part of it. We are part of uh, Global, Gift, uh, Doc, uh, Global Gift Challenge, we are part of Dubai Autism, we are part of the Jaleela Foundation. So there are several things that we do. Not only that, we, we went into a school in Dubai, I mean she and her team and everybody, we went to the school in Dubai and built a complete playground for them overnight. Where? Right. So these are important things when you're part of the community, to be really part of it. Yeah. It's the easiest thing to do is write a check, right? All of us, I mean, with uh, grace of God, we're able to write a check and say, "Here is for charity." But to get involved from the team point of view is important. Right. Number two is uh, she takes care of the the soft side of the company, hmm. be it the HR and the marketing side of the company. I'm a numbers guy, right? So for the soft skills, she comes in.
0: Yeah, so it's a good partnership. That's right. And it's amazing to do, to run the business together uh, as a husband and wife. For us to accept them is important,
1: mm. right? And these are kind of things which matter a lot to us. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's a great note to end it on. Uh, I can feel that it's an exciting and. A great company to work for. Thank you, Nersh, for your time this morning. Thank you, appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank really you. appreciate Thank it. Thank you.